All right, folks, the folks over at StravaCraft Coffee are upping the ante right now. When you use the code DNVR25, you can get 25% off your order from StravaCraft Coffee, which is up 5% from the 20% off you could use before with DNVR20. They're stepping it up. So your first order, you can get 25% off. And then once you realize how much you love it, sign up for a subscription to StravaCraft Coffee. They'll send it to your door every two, four, six, or eight weeks, depending on your preference and you'll get 20% off every single time. Check out Strava Craft Coffee. It's CBD-infused, rich, tasty coffee, and it's really changed lives. Check them out. Number one for the one and only DNVR. Two goes out to Zach May, Sake, and the bar. Three for Mr. B. Couple with Breck, brew and a friend, bleed orange and blue to the bitter end. Come and join us, DDNVR. We are DNVR. To another edition of Three Ring Circus. A little happy Friday action out here, and uh, super excited about our guest today. We've got the homie Brett Kane from Altitude Radio. How you doing, Brett? I'm great. Thanks for having me on, guys. This is awesome. This, this is the first time I've been on this side of this whole ordeal. I've been down there before, <laughs> yeah. but not up here. Yeah. Uh, you can definitely hold it over Mosier's head that he's the last one on your show to get the invite. Bro, and it's it's his own fault. I've invited him like five times to come out here. And you know what he said? He said yes. And then about an hour beforehand, oh, sorry, dude, I got to fix my deck. I got no. <laughs> Mosier's always got something else going on. Holy crap, I, mean, I look he- like a midget. <laughs> what if I slouch? Yeah, there we go. We, we've got, we go. got the we got the spacing wrong. You guys are making here. me look big. I yeah. love it. Yeah, it's the first time in my life. <laughs> yeah, this is not good at all. This is, this is not good. Not gonna do. Uh, yeah, actually, vote always sits there for Nuggets post games. And yeah. one time someone came in and they were like, "Dude, I thought you were like six three. And yeah. he's like five eleven, maybe. Oh, closest to the lens. I get yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, the exactly. Lens. Uh, it helps those on the outside. Too, maybe? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, anyone that's under six feet is about the same to me, and anyone who's taller than me is like six five. I look bigger than you. I like this. <laughs> yeah, I can do with you this. know that works for yeah. you. Uh, Got to tell you guys that we are presented by MSU Denver Online. Check them out msudenver.edu/online for all of your online education needs. Uh, and as you guys know, MSU Denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other college or institution. So. If you're looking to further your education while maintaining a full-time job, MSU Denver is the place for you. My boys, let's do this. I'm so pumped for this three-ring circus. And let's just jump right in, Brett. We want to pick your brain on the Broncos' position battles after the offseason heading into training camp. And let's do it in a one-gotta-go game style. Okay. Oh, wow. so we're gonna, Holy oh, cow, wow. the Tebow rookie haircut. I mean, like, speaking of like God. angles with Peyton Manning, his, yeah. his hand Whoa. looks like the size of his body there. Wait, wow. that, wait, wait that, that can't be from the same photo. That's got to be a it's photo. It's got to be. No, no, all one photo. <laughs> Holy cow. Those are goofy quarterback photos. I even messed with the sizing to make it less. Kale, did you just find like the worst possible photo of Peyton that has ever been taken? No, I wanted the picture of him waving goodbye to Tim Tebow. Oh. Oh. 
I know. But he looks possessed. It looks ridiculous. He's a Hall of Famer. Have some respect. Look at the eyes on him. Tell that to the Broncos who have his name as a footnote in the stadium. All right, so let's do this. We're going to Tebow. That's my. Was that it? Yes, exactly. Okay, okay, right. good. I'm one for one. You're one for one, exactly. So let's get this first one up here. Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater? Starting with one the hard guy. I was say, coming out of the gates. All right, so here's how I feel about this. This is all to me about ceilings and floors, right? So the floor for Bridgewater, we all know, is higher. You could, yep. you could be a worse team with Locke if things go wrong. But... Look, if you're talking about trying to make the playoffs, have a season that's valuable to you, I'm going to take the higher ceiling and take the risk because whether you go 9-8 and eight and miss the playoffs or you go 5-12, and 12, that doesn't matter all that much to me. Right. And you're, The point to this, if you don't get a Rodgers or somebody like that, is to figure out what you have at that position. Lock, you can figure that out. Bridgewater is another Keenum. He's another Flacco. He's another stopgap. That's not anything that has to do with the future. So to me, what's the point? If I had to, I'm going lock. Uh, or I'm sorry, one's got to go, <laughs> yeah. Bridgewater, because I just want to see wh- where the ceiling's at. Sure. To me, that's still the point of this season. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. what, what do you think will happen? Do you think, do you think the Broncos will view it the same way you are? Because I, I don't disagree <laughs> with your logic at all. All right, so this is where we come to the dichotomy, right? Because there's a couple of things at play here. Number one, Fangio's job's kind of on the line this year. And if your job's on the line, you might take the safer route, and I think that's the point of Teddy. And here's the frustration I have. If they brought in Teddy Bridgewater and said, backup quarterback, decent price, he's going to be one of the better backups in the league, I'm totally cool with it. I think that's a super smart move. But splitting the reps and making this a battle... And I've heard people talk about competition being better. I think that applies to every position other than quarterback. Nah. I don't think that competition applies there because if you have competition, you're basically saying we don't have anybody we think is worth a damn. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of the translation to me. And so if I had to guess right now what they're going to do, I think they roll with Locke because you kind of have to at this point. But there is a part of me that's nervous about, hey, let's go with the outdated football model of, Tough defense, run the football, don't make mistakes, and see what that gets you. The funny thing to me, Bridgewater's career high in passing touchdowns in a season is what, 15? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Lock for as poor as that last season was, through 16. Yes. Like, he already eclipsed that. So what are you looking for this offense to be? And the other part, and I'm no football nerd, okay? When you start talking about three techniques, uh, my <laughs> eyes get crossed. I, I'm not an expert at that stuff, and I appreciate the people who are. But from my understanding of this, if Teddy is hesitant to take a deep shot, wouldn't that bring the safeties in and kind of nullify your run game that you're looking for? Like, just a lot of this doesn't compute to me with Teddy Bridgewater. Unless you're spreading it horizontally. Okay. And then you're getting the safeties. You're not able to kind of put him in the box. You've got him kind of watching the outside. And that's something that I think will be a part of the Bronco game, even if they're not stretching it vertically. The other thing is with Teddy, in his defense, A... He's helped the team get to the playoffs. Sure. He has won a division. B, he his touchdown total, not impressive, but his completion percentage. This is a guy who was around 70 before he hurt his knee last year. So he's literally 10 percentage points more accurate than Drew Locke was last year, and that's even accounting for the drops. And one thing that Teddy said that I thought was really interesting is that he's just trying to get the ball to the, to the targets and then let that – they have so much talent – 
let them do their things. Mm -hmm. So who's the guy who can more consistently set up Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, Cortland Sutton for plays? They might view it as Bridgewater, and George Payton, having drafted Bridgewater, may have a different view of Teddy than any of us possess. Here's where I have a hard time with Teddy. I don't think we've been sitting here every year since Peyton Manning left saying the Broncos need to have less turnovers. I think we've been saying the Broncos need to score more points. And Teddy Bridgewater is not the guy, in my eyes, maybe George Payton does see it differently, that is all of a sudden going to start helping you put up 30 points a game. But they literally led the league in turnovers last year, though. They did. That was a problem last year. But I'm talking about an overarching problem for the Broncos and why they haven't been good despite having a good defense. It's not because of turnovers. It's because of lack of points scored in my eyes. So to me, you need to start scoring 27 to 31 points on a consistent basis if you're going to win. Now, like Brett was saying, they might have this old school view of things of, well, our defense is only going to give up 21, so we just got to score 22. Or we're going to give up 19 a game, so you just got to score 20. Uh, in this division, with these, especially with Mahomes, potentially Herbert being another one of those guys, I think they're looking at it all wrong. Well, and you look at uh, at what George Payton has done in the past, because we know Vic Fangio is the old school guy, wants to play good defense and control the ball. George Payton, they didn't go out when he was with Minnesota and make massive moves at quarterback to get a top five guy. They went out and got a safe guy and paid a massive money in Kirk Cousins. And it wasn't, I don't think they fooled themselves thinking they were getting a top five quarterback. They just said, we want someone that's going to be good enough to play our type of football. So that is where it gets scary because Brett, I agree with you. It's silly for the Broncos to take a one year view at this. One year? I mean, right. th- this isn't a team that's competing this year, regardless of who, if, if it's Teddy or Drew and how good the quarterback is. They've tried to take these one-year views for the past five years, and look where it's got them. But the coaches are taking a one-year view. Of course they and are, because their yeah. job is on a one-year basis. <laughs> and another thing, if, the, if I knew what the Broncos were going to do next year, I think I'd be more comfortable with it. Like, if I knew that, okay, they start Teddy, and they go a perfectly cromulent in Simpsons parlance, 10 and 7 this year. And they they're a wild card team. They're one and done. They get blasted by KC or Cleveland and they come home. But then they don't get fooled by that and they do what Buffalo did a few years sure. ago. They go 9 and 7. They get back to the playoffs. Buffalo had a I think it was a 17 year streak of missing the playoffs. The Broncos, Oof. they're only at 5. But they kind of say, "All right, we've kind of we've started rebuilding the winning culture here. We've gotten out of this long non-playoff streak." but now we're going to go find the guy that's going to take us farther. If they view it that way, I'd feel confident with Bridgewater. Yeah, there's a couple of things at play here, at least for me, and one of them is everybody's mentality is different. And, you know, I've been here a couple of years now, but I'm a Lions fan. Denver's version of, oh, my God, this sucks, this streak, (laughs) is totally different from mine, right? So you have to look at it from different sort of perspectives. And, again, like you mentioned with the coach, the coach is thinking, my job's on the line. i got to win as many games as possible to make it feel like this is going to extend. But the confusion lies here. The one-year model thing. For the coach, it makes sense. But if you're George Payton, how does this make sense for you that you have a very, very good defense at this time? But think about what this team is made of. This team is almost constructed as one that is competing for a championship. 
Like if you start Teddy, one-year deal, right? Mm -hmm. Kyle Fuller, one-year deal. Vaughn Miller, player option picked up. A lot of older veterans on short contracts that doesn't make sense for a team that's looking two, three years down the road of what we're going to do. So it's like, yeah, Kareem Mm -hmm. Jackson, another example. So for me, it's like, what exactly is the plan? Is the plan to try and make a championship run? Can you be that kind of delusional looking within your own division and seeing the team surrounding you? And I get it. You all want to win. But there is a part of me that, that might say, if I, especially if I'm George Payton, I understand the process now and what you guys are facing as far as, you know, you're in the gauntlet and you got to win now. But what's the best for the next couple of years so we aren't just tossing this one away and starting over next year in the same spot? Right. Yeah. If he did the best thing for the next couple of years, he might have taken the trade down offer that they had for sure. Chicago because Chicago called Carolina, called Denver, and then finally got the deal with Philadelphia. And that would have gotten him around one pick next year. And, and, and yeah. another thing uh, about this is we're talking about, you know, who's got to go, Teddy or, or Drew. Um, I don't like the idea of not naming a starter in 50-50 because this, <laughs> this runs counter to what they were saying months ago where, oh, I like Drew. Drew's got a lot of potential. He's got a great ceiling. I think he's getting better. And then the incumbent starter comes into this year. You bring in a veteran who's been on four teams since 2014. You're telling me it's an even matchup? How much do you really believe in this guy then? And that's where the confusion lies to me of what does this coaching staff think? Who are they going to start? To be honest, I don't know because I don't know what's going through their heads. And not to mention, what were we saying all about last year with Drew? Oh, well, he missed out on all those reps in the offense. Well, (laughs) well, now it's happening. Uh, You know, I feel like these things, it's just whatever's convenient for the coaches at the time. Oh, competition, you know, is Mm -hmm. the best for the team. Oh, everyone needs as many reps as they can get. It's just whatever... Whatever way, you what know, kind the wind's of comp- blowing that day. Well, they tried, the, they tried the lack of competition last year, and look how far it got them. I think it's basically like, okay, well, plant, road A didn't work. Let's take road B here. But sometimes the answer could be, why do you need competition in the first place? Maybe the answer is the guy's not good enough. Like, right. I know mm-hmm. the great quarterbacks in this league – I don't know who's been pushing Tom Brady. I don't know who the backup's been in, in Green Bay for the last few years with Rodgers. I don't, you know, even for Herbert, who's the backup in L.A. right now to him? The fact that I can't answer that tells me everything I need to know about how they feel about that quarterback. You right. know what I mean? Right. That's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. They still Charlie East, Whitehurst? They still have Easton <laughs> Stick there, right? Somewhere. Oh, I you think you're right. Yeah. Weird. But I think, I think the, the great I word that, that I took from you, Brett, is confusion. Confusion with the quarterback position. Confusion with what the team's trying to do this year. Mm-hmm. I think it's there, there's not a straight answer either way. And I think that's uh, that, that's a great point. And, but there's no confusion from you. Teddy, you got to go. Brett yeah. says it. You, mm-hmm. you, you're out. All right, let's go to the next one. That was a great conversation. Oh, by the way, it's Chase Daniel is the backup in L.A. Oh, oh your favorite. Backup. Yeah, America's backup quarterback. <laughs> Collecting checks. Good for him. Okay. All right, one got to go. Oh, Kyle no. Fuller, Ronald Darby, Bryce I Callahan, just, or Patrick Sertan. I want to say, when you say one got to go, they don't have to leave the team. They just don't get to play. They just don't get to be on the team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, that makes me feel better. Yeah, I thought of this as a guillotine. One of these guys is sent to the gallows. Yeah. Um, this one's tough, isn't it? Because Bryce Callahan's really good when he's healthy. Yeah. And Ronald Darby is good when he's healthy. He's playing well right now. Yeah. Um, Sertan, look, he's not going to go. You don't invest a ninth overall pick and have that guy go. So he's he's out of the question to me. And Fuller, Fuller's been one of the most consistent, healthy, great corners in this league for a long time. Mm -hmm. Mm, I'm I'm only going to go. Okay, I'll say this. I'm going to go Darby. 
just because I don't know uh, how he looks within this defense. I've seen Callahan play. Callahan's great mm-hmm. when he's on the field. Fuller. I know Fuller. Yeah. Fuller And Fuller stays healthy. He's been health, healthy relatively his whole career. Sertan, you just drafted him. He's not going. So out of those options, I don't feel great about it, but I'm going to say Darby. What's funny about this is going back to the conversation we just had about how this team is kind of constructed to win now. And then they drafted Pat Sertan, which was such a win-later move to me. It's like that's another place where I feel like the hairs are crossed. Like it's, it's I don't know. You didn't need him. Yeah. You yeah. definitely need a quarterback. Yeah, and again, confusion can mm-hmm. go into this because you go through those guys outside of Sertan. The guy that's here long-term is Darby. So yeah. are you going to take him off the field? Well, when you break it down in terms of who's on the field in terms of play, Darby's probably the guy that does go. I, I agree with you. But then he's the one that has the three-year contract where Callahan's on his <laughs> yeah. last year. Uh, Fuller is only on a one-year contract. It, it's very weird. <laughs> and ha- who, who takes over? Is it George Payton's call? Well, then maybe Kyle Fuller's the one that's off the field. If no, it's Vic's call, no. he's not leaving the field. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. If, it, if it were about contracts, then the one, the one who had to go would be either Callahan or, it's, or Fuller. It's got to mm-hmm. be Bryce. Yeah, and, and – but he's the best at his specific right, position. Right, he's very specialized. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this a lot over this offseason. I think the answer is really none, um, which isn't good for the game. But it's like uh, they're just going to play them all. Right. You, I, you know lot. what's interesting about this? And sorry, Mace, to, no, go, to no, cut go you ahead. off. Uh, one of the things that RK said that I argued a lot, especially right after the draft. You know, we were talking about why didn't you take Fields? You took Sertan instead. And a lot of the responses I saw was, well, Fields isn't a move for this year. And I'm like, you see that cornerback <laughs> depth chart? What do you mean about Sertan? Yeah. Like, this guy's going to step in and be right. CB1 from day one? That's not happening either. But then I think back to last year, you had like two corners healthy for the last two weeks of the season. Yeah. And for guys like Darby and Callahan, who have had injury history, yeah. maybe this is just, hey, we got a very, very capable guy behind them if one of them goes down. And so to me, why are you signing an injured guy if then you have to go draft his replacement? Sure. Um, and it's just something that has confused me about the Broncos for the past many years, is signing injured guys and then they get injured. Yep. I think it's one of those things where it comes down to they loved Sertan yep. in much the same way they loved Bradley Chubb three years ago. But, of course, there was that whole thing of, Oh, we did our mock drafts, and we didn't expect Chubb to fall to them to, to, to us. And I'm thinking, like, you were doing your mock drafts wrong because oh. I saw Chubb falling to five all the time. You were at five. I understand yes. if you're at 28. <laughs> exactly. Like, we couldn't have predicted all 27 picks in front of us. You could literally try out every combination of picks in front of you. At we five. were sitting yeah. there at number nine, and I couldn't believe it. Trevor Lawrence was just there. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, whoa. We would all believe that. Then. Yeah. Like, well, but how many? But how many times do you ever see – you never hear a team say, well, I mean, we were expecting that guy to be there. It's always like, we were surprised he was there. We thought the value was great. Oh, it's a godsend. It's the same thing. <laughs> couldn't every believe it year. happened. Every year we hear this stuff. <laughs> They're like, Yep, so you were Tan, choosing we in the seventh round, bro. <laughs> right, Relax on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Sorry, Ron. You're out of here. All right, let's get the uh, next one up here. One gotta go. Is this only up to me, by the way? I feel like oh, it's, the, all it's up just to you. My, okay. Well, you have like a final hammer. You know, <laughs> yeah. we can okay, talk gotcha. out. But <laughs> all right, Bobby Massey, Cameron Fleming, or Calvin Anderson at mm. right tackle. This one, I'll be honest. This is where I need some help uh, because. Yeah. Between Mass, I know Massey's been a veteran in this league for a long time, as has Fleming. Um, Calvin Anderson, he just seems hungry to me. Mm-hmm. And Mace, this is where I want to defer yeah. to somebody who has some football knowledge on this stuff because I'm no offensive line expert. Um, 
But to me, what, what I would look at is a couple of things. First of all, Anderson's been there. He's been in the system, and it's offensive line play. You know, see guy, block guy, and there's a lot more that goes into it. That part's understood. But for the other two, I really don't know all that much about them. And it's easy for me to evaluate, you know, a receiver, a running back, a corner, guys yeah. like that. Offensive line's hard for me. It's tough. You start with Massey, and he is steady. He's somebody who do- he doesn't make a lot of glaring mistakes. Like, he's got a low holding rate over the years. So he's not going to be a guy that's going to beat your team. Now, he had an injury last year, missed some time, but that's kind of an aberration. He's usually been pretty durable. I think So you start by saying Massey stays. Massey is probably the okay. right tackle. Cameron Fleming, I don't want to put too much on notepad practices this week. Cameron Fleming struggled. Here's- Malik Reed was eating his lunch out there, and that's what you kind of, it kind of comes back to the Drew Locke thing. It's the upside discussion. Anderson is younger. Smart, really a really smart guy. You know about the Rubik's Cube thing with yep. him. Extremely intelligent. Munchak's coached him By the for way, a couple Give of me years. ten lifetimes, never figure one out. <laughs> ever. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes me an hour. I'm happy if I get one an hour. The dude can do it in two minutes. It's incredible. It's incredible. So I yeah. think it's just a once you know the pattern, you just repeat it. It eventually works out. And then you do it yeah. behind your back in like yeah. 20 seconds. That's exactly like what does. stupid people say. But I can't saying, figure it out, but if, if you, I knew yeah. the pattern, bro. I'm just saying, if you can do it behind your back, it yeah. means it's about a pattern. <laughs> yeah, right. That's actually fair. That's fair. Never mind, you're smart. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, with, with Fleming, yeah. here, here's how I heard it described by, I believe, Troy ranked it when we were talking this week. He said... The, the best ability that Cal, or that uh, Fleming had last year was availability, and that's about where the compliments stop. Well, mm. I'll, I'll put it to you this way. Hearing Mace talk about this, and again, I'm using my panel here to help me out on this decision because I am the executioner in this. Um, <laughs> the way I'd put it is this. I actually think the offensive line is solid. For the first time you can say this, the Broncos' offensive line is actually pretty good. Uh, you look down the line, you know, between the way Bulls played last year and then Dalton Reisner and then whatever you want at center between, you know, Cushenberry or, or Quinn Miners and then right guard. I know it was, it was weird last year because being a Lions fan, I knew a lot about Glasgow. And the first thing I said when he came here is that dude plays and he's not going to be excellent. He's going to be solid, but he's going to be on the field. And then he gets hurt because that was the Broncos season last yeah, year. Yeah, but yeah. He's, I still think that he's solid. And then you go to that right tackle spot. If you're telling me a guy like Massey is capable I think that's all you really need right now on the right side of that line. You don't need some stud. Five years Mm -hmm. is capable. Yes, (laughs) I mean that's just what you need is capable. And if he goes down, you can keep Calvin Anderson to be the guy who steps in for him. So I'll take your advice and say Fleming. I'll say that. Love it. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I also. I mean, gotta go. Some guys you also just like their potential. I I I like Anderson's potential. Yeah, Yeah. me too. Yesterday you said he was getting lit up, so I said maybe he should be Cameron flaming. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. He's he's flaming out of this segment. That's for sure. All right. Let's get to another one here. One gotta go. Ooh, cheese. Carbs or sugar? Do you need an expert on this one? It's got it all. God, I do love uh, cheesecake too. Yeah, it's a great point. Damn, you cannot keep mm. cheesecake in any in any way. Okay, so first and foremost, cheese is going nowhere. Okay, okay. that okay. is it's, that is staying, staying here, and it's staying for the rest of life. In fact, I will murder multiple foods. To keep cheese around. <laughs> because queso dip, unbelievable. There's yeah. not, you can make a terrible... Even the one that looks like uh, it was made with Play-Doh at like minor league baseball stadiums. Delicious. Still good. Eat yeah. it all the time. So that one's staying. I will say cheese 
would be fine through the guillotine and just slice it. That is true. Wow, yeah. how about that? <laughs> so you can't even kill it. That's how versatile it is. Um, secondly, car- I- I'm keeping carbs. Okay, too many delicious wow. things with carbs. Desserts, I can do without. I enjoy desserts, but it's not... Desserts are like once every three weeks for me. I really mm. don't go after that stuff. Like chocolate... Chocolate's okay for me. It's not. It's not something I need in my life, though. I could go my life without chocolate ever again. But we're I mean talking it. about things that have sugar in them. So it like, based with yeah, the technicality. No, yeah. So that means like peanut butter and jelly. I mean, there's sugar in peanut butter. There's a lot Damn of sugar it, in Mace, jelly. Making sense. <laughs> forget it. Yeah, forget that. I mean, it, it goes. It goes deeper. Honestly, I hate to say this. I'd have to go cheese. I would just say that we kind of messed this up because mm. carbs and sugar are very closely tied together. They are. They <laughs> are. Where but there are carbs, does cheese are, have sugar, sugar in it? Not mm. added. Let's do added sugar. Added okay, sugar. there you go. Okay. So, like, so like apples right. have natural sugar. Right. Right. Okay. Exactly. So we're still having fruit. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm still going sugar then. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd have to guy. go like... I'd have to be that guy going through organic sections of the grocery store, which I don't want to be. But if I got to take that risk to keep cheese and carbs, I'm going to do it. Okay. Fair, fair. All right, let's get another one. See if it's Broncos or non-Broncos related here. Oh, running backs. Melvin Gordon or Javante Williams? This one's easy, easy oh. to me. We were actually talking about this on the show this morning. Uh, Gordon actually played really well towards the end of the year. But price tag, don't like that. Don't like the $8 million bucks for a running back. And secondly... This was the crux of the discussion we were having, which was, if you trade up to draft a running back early in the second round, that guy plays, yep. and he plays a lot, and he's your bell cow, yep. because the production on running backs is basically this. Most of them drafted past the first round, right? So second round or later, you got a four-year contract. Those are the four most productive years you're going to have in your career. Javante Williams, you can't trade up and then tell me that Melvin Gordon's getting 75% of the snaps this year. It makes no sense. Yeah, I agree. So who's the week one starter? Does that change just because it's week one? I would still go Javante Williams. Mm. I mean, if you want to make that investment in somebody, then yeah. take the investment. Yeah, I like, and I hope that the coaching staff doesn't get scared off by these guys, especially the top two picks, just being rookies and having that label on them and saying, uh, we can't go with a, a, a rookie as the starter because you're right. They, they used a top 10 pick on a cornerback. They better freaking be using him. Which goes and back to your notion. Back as well. Goes back to your notion. Is this a one-year plan or not? Right. You know, if you're scared to play a rookie, <laughs> then why trade up and draft that guy right. if this is a one-year plan? What right. did everyone say about Melvin Gordon You know, last year? Well, he's much better in pass protection. All right, so bring him in on third downs and let him pa- protect the passer. Yeah, I mean, you're, you pay, you're paying him so right. you can use him for, for what he's good at. Right. And I, Pat Shermer earlier this week said that Javante Williams doesn't have any holes in his game. Well, then he better frickin' be on the well, field. <laughs> and, and presumably that means he can do pass pro. Right. If he, which he can. He didn't do a lot of it in North Carolina, but he can do it. He has, he has that tool in his drawer. So why not just throw him out there? I mean, I would say this. If Melvin Gordon's out there on third down, that's well and good. But that's $8 million is a hell of a lot to play a guy who's mostly in pass pro. At that point, if, if, and the other thing is, if Javante Williams is the running back one and you learn this in the summer, are you trying to find a team that has a running back injury and trading Melvin Gordon for like they bag, love Mike Boone bag, too. bag of teas yeah. and a couple of footballs. I think wow, I'm that's... messing up this game, by the way. I think well, because the Javante contract to start. <laughs> I mean, Melvin yeah. Gordon's yeah. got to go. Yeah. That's how the okay. game is played. Yeah. But you understood the point that I'm making. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I wanted to ask you guys about this, and this is, you know, this is sort of the, just the talk fodder or whatever, but Melvin Gordon, um, 
seemed to be very into this battle last year with Philip Lindsay, making sure he was doing everything he can to get on the field and take the snaps, right? I just found it curious that, you know, he's the last one to show up to camp this year. Not that that stuff really matters to me. I don't really care all that much about it. But it seemed like he was oddly comfortable with his spot, despite the fact you should have had more of a fire lit under you that they made that move in the draft to get that guy. You know what I mean? I, I just thought that was a little bit odd from my perspective. Do you think he just realizes, okay, this is my last year. I, I don't really have to fight for a spot on this team after this year. I'm getting paid my $8 million, and then I'll probably be somewhere else last year. Maybe he, he understood it so much so that he realized, oh, this is it. I don't know. He was on this show and said, now it's my show. Yeah. That was and before the then draft, it was, though. I know. Yeah. yeah. Now it's not. Yeah, it, it is interesting that the top two picks that the Broncos had, the the only two people that didn't show up at OTAs were in that position group. Kyle mm-hmm. Fuller also didn't show up for the first two weeks of OTAs. Was there the third week? It's interesting. So did this come full circle then where Philip Lindsay was upset that they signed Melvin Gordon last year, and now <laughs> Melvin Gordon might be upset that they drafted a running back this year that early? <laughs> right, yeah. You know what I mean? Both of them, I'm sure, yeah. felt comfortable before free agency last year for Philip right. Lindsay and before the draft this year for Melvin Gordon. Yep. Yep, it's a really good point. It's a really good point. So sorry, Melvin, you got to go. Meanwhile, Mike Boone's job, very safe. Very safe, yes. I mean, Vic loves Mike Boone. Well, but, and, so yeah. does and a, and a third, Tom McMahon, yeah. I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, the third running back is a special teamer. And, and so that's George. that's why he's here. This I actually don't know. Is Royce Freeman still on the roster? Yes. Yes. Okay. So but one not of the f- according to Vic Fangio. <laughs> that's what's funny, right? Like he's going through the running backs yeah. after the draft, and he's like, look, we got Melvin, we got Mike Boone, Javante Williams, and then he stopped, and they go, <laughs> is, is Royce Freeman still on this team or not? He's done that three times this offseason. Just too. to Freeman? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. Who's the other guy they had last year, the undrafted kid? Uh, Levante Bellamy. Well, it yeah. would be hilarious if you named him. <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate insult. Got Levante, Javante, Mike. We even have Andrew Beck as a fullback he can <laughs> yeah. play. All right, let's get this next one. One gotta go beer, wine, or liquor. I know he's keeping beer. Oh, beer stank. Yes, that's for sure. <laughs> but as, as was pointed out in the comments, beer has sugar. Yeah. Oh, the, you know, these don't combine uh, to the next uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> Look, am I choosing everything in the world on this? Everything's gotta go. I'm taking one at a time, okay? <laughs> so the sugar stands right now in this. And let's go. Okay. I'm keeping beer. That's staying. Okay. And I'm keeping liquor. I, yeah, I, yeah. Wine yeah. is nice every once in a while. It's that. Look at me. Uh, Do I look like a wine, a wine guy, guy to you? Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is I went to a winery last week, and it was really nice, actually. I had a great time, but that's not. Maybe you're becoming a wine guy. Maybe it's one of the it things that like happens it. as you get older. Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I take a look at the belly. Well, the carbs go with the beer then, too, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Um, no, beer stays for sure. If I'd, I could get rid of the other two and be fine with beer, but I like whiskey. I, it's either beer or whiskey most of the time for Same. me, so wine's Tax. out. Then easy. Uh, wine would be out as well. well it, it, wine's okay. You're I'm not, not keeping beer. I'm, yeah, it's, uh, easy, I, yeah. it's beer's out for me. Fair easy. enough. What yeah. is it you don't like about the beer? I don't like beer. I only like beers that are very fruity. Like, I don't like... I guess That's it's fair. just I don't Why? matches the shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't really like the taste of just regular beer. It's not. Yeah, my, it's acquired. It's like yeah, coffee. It's it an is. acquired taste. I don't really like coffee either. I, I I drink tea. I mean, I'm just kind of the the oddball who never acquired the taste that most guys acquire. Well, no, the reason I ask is because um, I have this conversation with Vic Lombardi a yeah. lot. 
Vic can't drink beer because the bubbles hurt his tummy. That's what he says. <laughs> and so I just I like to get different perspectives on why people don't like it. Well, I can't do IPAs. Like, I had an IPA once, and it was like basically pouring a blowtorch down my throat. <laughs> and my my uh, my stomach was in full revolt for about 24 hours, and I'm like, wow, can't do that again. What is it like pouring whiskey down your throat, then, if beer's a blowtorch? Blow uh, but, I mean, whiskey doesn't have the hops. True. Whiskey goes down. Whiskey goes down smooth. I like, you know, I, I like a good Jack and Coke. You know, yeah. um, actually, Brett was here that day when we had two bartenders call out. And so I went in there and I was working behind yeah. the bar. And, I was, <laughs> yeah. and then after that, I had like an ice cold beer. You know, I had like some sweat dripping down my yeah. face, some hard manual labor. Yeah. And I was like, ah. This is the right way to have beer, like a hard day's a, yeah. a real hard day's work, not whatever we do. I, I still and love then you have a beer. The idea yeah. that you said manual labor, and I hope a construction worker is listening to this in a hundred degrees, saying, "I'm sorry, were you serving drinks in the AC that just, manual labor getting to you?" It was hot in here. <laughs> it was. No, I remember that day. It was hot in here. I, I mean, I don't know what else you call it. Like I was using my hands and actually working, <laughs> rather is, than sitting in a chair well, and talking. I mean, well, if. If it's using your hands for manual labor when you type something, you're using your hands. That's true. Wow. Technically, that's it's manual difficult. Labor. <laughs> <laughs> you heard a carpal tunnel? Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have to have surgery I for use, that. Anything I use with my hands, though, I'm with you. Like if I do anything, if I mow the yard, I'm like, how do people do it? Gotta have a beer. Oh, how? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Immediately afterwards. Well, and the carbs are good for uh, for replenishment too. Oh so, yeah. yeah. Zach would yeah. know. <laughs> All right. Let's get to this next one. Center competition, Lloyd Cushenberry or Quinn Minerts, whose nickname is Q, we found out Which this Which is... Mm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like it? Well, yeah. Not in this day and age. I think it, was, mm. it was fine until a couple of years ago. That's true. Yeah. Uh, between those two, again, this is an offensive line question. I'm not totally versed. I know that Cushenberry wasn't all that great last year with some high expectations. Um, I'm going to go a little bit off the board on this and say... I'm getting rid of Cushionberry because I just want the belly. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I want it during the games, too. I want yes. it, like, tucked underneath the pads and just have that baby sticking out. I think they made a rule against that, didn't they? Yeah, you can't, you, you can't do – you can't have the jersey up. I mean, it's, it's kind of like the, the weird NFL uniform rules they have. You can't – like, in college, you had guys, like, showing midriffs and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. You, you can't do that in the NFL. So they'll, they'll tell – if he lets the belly breathe, they will tell him – Tuck your jersey. What if he goes Hulk Hogan with it though, and cuts a little mm. slot into it, and then when he gets his jersey pulled, it rips. It, Ooh, yeah, see now what? What are you gonna do now? They'll tell him go get another jersey from the locker. Room. <laughs> Every jersey's gonna have the same yeah. rip. Bring back Every tearaway jerseys. It's like the uh, <laughs> it's like the base runner who you know intentionally knocks the helmet off when they're when they're round in second. It didn't just fall off. I mean that's that's a Manny Ramirez. Well, you think it was yeah. like holding them back a little bit so they needed the extra speed? No, it's just like you know to look cool. Oh, you, you do look, that. You're you, moving you cut so the fast. Holes, uh, can easily yeah. open. Yeah. You just wear the in- helmets as intentionally a size too small, right? Yeah. It, it, so it just sits so on it, top. So it sits on top, and then you round first, and poof, I was thinking the size is too big, so it's like loose. Yeah, and the flopping wind around yeah. under it right. and takes it right off. But uh, if I defer to you guys again, again the panel, I need help mm-hmm. on this. Um, overall thoughts on this with Cushionberry? Again, he wasn't great last year, but the idea of starting another rookie at that position, a little bit iffy to me. You yeah. don't want rookies at center yeah and honestly last year i thought it was a massive l on the broncos part and and i'm using hindsight it, it here but to go young quarterback 
and rookie center yeah. was just doesn't work. Not well thought out. I, I I don't think like I didn't really think about it until halfway through the season when I was like, man, you have so much youth there. Like just a couple of years ago, you had you know Peyton Manning and Matt Paradis back there, and it was like, okay, Paradis you knew was like a really smart guy and I, I guess he was still young what was he second year well actually he was in pra- the practice squad for a year so he was technically a first year guy so but, he had he had never but, pl- never played but you you, you put him what with I'm Peyton is you and, have him yeah right. you have the you, contract right there. exactly you put him with Peyton it's okay so basically sort of the lesson you learn is you can have a young center and a vet quarterback yep. and a vet co- or, or or a young quarterback and a vet center but you don't want both I mean because uh, there are some teams that may say oh well they grow together but if you're trying you gotta to let them grow, yeah, you got to you got to let them grow. But you got to kind of have that one person who's helping along. And because the two of them are so responsible for all the checks and calls pre-snap, identifying yeah. where the rushers are coming from, it, it was just it looked like it was too much for both of them until you got into the last five or six games and it settled. I, I hate starting over again. Miners might be better long term, but I think you gotta go with Cushionberry this year. Yeah. Well, what, what, why aren't they moving Graham Glasgow, or at least thinking about moving him to center? Everything we've heard about Natani mm-hmm. Moody, including from Shelby Harris last week, Jeez. saying he's the only guy that's just thrown, thrown me on the ground because of his brute strength. Have him play guard. Uh, we've only heard good things. What, why aren't they considering? Because then you are putting a young quarterback with Drew Lock with a veteran center. Man, we gotta go clip some of those clips. Those are all so <laughs> yes. good. Yeah. yeah, Shelby was like. Yeah, Moody showed up last year and then just threw me on my ass. Like, yeah. I was like, "What the hell just happened?" The guy's uh, a monster. Like, you could just yeah. just look at him. You're like, "Jesus, dude." Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, you paid a lot of money for Glasgow. Yeah. Um, you could save six million dollars by cutting him next year, though. So you have him one year. Let Minerts or Cushenberry, I guess, try to learn for a year. I don't know. I I think. It's something they should definitely be considering, especially if Moody's such a beast. Like, right. don't keep him off the field. Yeah, exactly. And then you're not going to sit Graham, so might as well use him. The other thing, though, with minors, for all three of you guys, how much do you think it hurts him that he didn't play at all last year? He, I think there's a lot of things working yeah. against him. He didn't yeah. play at all last year. When he did play, he was playing against scrubs. Like, He's going to have a hard time just walking yeah. into the NFL and trying to block Shelby Harris or – whoever else a red shirt year is probably a healthy thing for him yes. i mean he's a great story and i think he's got a really bright future but maybe just let him kind of work his way up ease his way into it get everything right in practice and prepare to start him next year somewhere there's no amount of water jugs you can curl to prepare for <laughs> these guys <laughs> all right let's get to well our put. last couple ones here We'll go quick. Wings, pizza, and burgers. Ooh. One one's got to go. Okay. Is there one, j- just like you said, beer cannot go? Is there is there one of those in this group? Pizza. Okay. Yeah, Ooh. pizza. And, and mm-hmm. look, I try not to overdo the pizza stuff, but it's delicious. I mean, please. I mean, you, pizza you know. and beer? Mm-hmm. You're pairing those together. Seriously. You're, you're winning. Mm-hmm. So that one's going to say. So That's pizza, got, beer. Uh, carbs, sugar, and <laughs> yeah. It's got all of it. Um yeah, that's the Holy Trinity right yep. there. Yeah. Um, now, we're only getting rid of wings. We're not getting rid of chinca- chicken tenders, right? Stop. Yeah. <laughs> that's saying. a decent cheat, though. That's yeah, a decent is. cheat. Is. Like, I mean, what do you consider boneless wings? Are those still in the wing those category? Those are just chicken nuggets. Yeah, they're, they're chicken nuggets or chicken fingers or chicken tenders. There's no such thing as a boneless wing. See, this is why I needed the panel. Wow. I think that yeah. sold wow. me on it. I think, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm keeping burgers and wings. You got to yeah. go. Wow. You, you found the hack. This one's pretty easy for me. Burgers go. 
Really? I'm just not. I'm not. Have you had the Wagyu beef burger here? It's amazing. I don't. Mm. I don't like the way you have to eat a burger. I feel like it. But you like the way you have to eat a wing. Hold on, hold on. (laughs) Yeah, what is what is the savagery of eating a wing that makes it better than eating a burger? A wing is just like nice. You just you know grab the end of it and eat it. It's like almost like corn on the cob. With a burger, it's like you got to make sure it stays together. You don't want to set it down because then it might fall apart. And also, how many bites are in a burger? Oh, it depends what kind of burger. I mean, if you've got. Have you ever been to Lead Belly in uh, Lincoln? I have, yeah. Great place. Did you have the full leaded jacket? I never, no. Is that the one that had the donut bun or whatever? It's got the cinnamon <laughs> roll. It's got, it's got the burger patty. It's got some cheese. It's got chili. Because, of course, yep. chili and cinnamon rolls, as that you know. Yep. Big Nebraska thing. Okay. And it's a knife and fork, fork burger. Okay, there's going to be a lot of bites, and it's absolutely amazing. But I'm talking standard <laughs> burger. <laughs> Eight bites? Yeah. That's your whole meal in eight bites? Okay, but it's it's a big bite. <laughs> like, how many bites know, does it take for... Just, like, you can, you can just huck it in there and, like, yank it out for a wing. But, but you got 12 still, of them. He's okay, so 12, <laughs> 12 itty-bitty bites between eight big bites? Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I plus, plus, didn't factor this in, burgers come with a side. How about fries, that? Yep. I mean, you could get fries with wings. Yeah, you, you but get they kind of just give you the wings. Yeah, it's too much yeah. fried. Like it is fried, fried wings, fried. That's why you have the vegetables, a little freshness on the side. The, the carrot, I, I carrot sticks, yes. I don't like, I don't, there's too few bites in a burger. <laughs> See, but wow. you're spend all, You spend all day looking forward to dinner and then, and then it's gone. Do I have to go all parent on you? you you're, you're every, how many parents have said take sensible bites to their kids? <laughs> just take smaller bites <laughs> and then you'll have more. You'll enjoy it for longer. You can't take a small <laughs> bite of a burger. Yeah, you can. I mean, you're you're going kind of more vertical than horizontal with your bite because you, maybe you have a take thick a bottom bun bite and a top bite. <laughs> oh I feel like God. every single question has revolved around the same thing here in one's got to go, which is versatility. Okay, mm-hmm. burgers versatile, very versatile. Yeah. If you don't have the burgers, like you can do different stuff with hamburger, but it's very limited on what you're gonna do. Like wings. They're wings, and you can get your, your boneless chicken nuggets or whatever you want to call them. You can get those. You can have fried chicken sandwiches. Like, there's different ways that you can get the same sort of buffalo wing sort of taste. Fair enough. So personal, Wings are my favorite food. Like, true. that's yeah. something you can eat a lot. So uh, it, it, that's staying for me. Personally, I would categorize chicken nuggets and chicken tenders and all those cheat ways as part of wings, and then I can't give them up. Like, what do you call? What do you want to say? Like chicken with your hand? Chicken you eat with your hands? Is sure, that how we like right. eliminate your guys' hand, hand Does that include then a chicken sandwich? Because you're eating the sandwich with your hands. No. If your hand is oh touching the chicken. <laughs> well, that's pretty much it. Because have you ever tried to eat chicken with a knife and fork, like a roast chicken? It's yeah. horrible. Yeah. You, you end up being like, I'm just going to grab this like a piece of fried chicken and just <laughs> devour <Wow>. it. <laughs> I'm still, I'm very, I'm very, I'm going to say offended. I'm offended by what you said about it's difficult to eat a burger when it's you compare that, that to eating wings. <laughs> I'm offended and I will not stand for it. It's not that it's difficult. It's just you kind of have to hold it the whole time. Once you have you a have good a plate in front of you. Once you have a good grip on it, you don't want to give it up. <laughs> well, that's see, that's your bite thing now. The fact that you can't hold it without setting it down, what's saying? Yeah, that's I'll get you. back to Wait, you in a minute. You don't put the burger down. I've never heard of this before. Once you have a good grip on it, you don't want to start over. You Holy just eat it all. Cow. Six bites later, two <laughs> minutes in, you're done. Are you a two-year-old? Like you get a hold of keys and it's like, no, I got them. They're never leaving <laughs> now. Said, this is mine now. It reminds uh, me when I was in Prague. 
we went to me and my buddy went to a burger place mm -hmm. and he's someone that just scarfs things and so he picks up this burger scarfs half of it within like 30 seconds is this the viking fan by the way it is the viking fan okay he pulls the burger back and the patty is just completely red i mean they, it like wasn't cooked at all <laughs> mm. and he just goes Oh my God! <laughs> just already was sick, and he was one of those guys who never put the burger down. Yeah, Let me tell you yeah. something though. That's another. That's another aspect in the category for burger. You can get away with. I'm not saying it's safe, but you can get away with eating a burger that's underdone. Mm. Try that with a chicken wing. Yeah. You bite one of those chicken wings. There's a little bit of pink. You're on the toilet for like nine hours. But also, like, how is a chicken wing going to be undercooked when it was in the fryer? Not fair point. Yeah, <laughs> I concede. I've grilled wings. Yeah, yeah. And then you you, you got to be careful on gotta that. Have you gotta have that crispiness. It's a big, uh, yeah. really important yeah. part of the wing. Man, that was our best conversation yet. It was good. Let's yeah. see if we have any more of those. I think we only got a couple left. Okay, third wide receiver, Ooh. Tim Patrick or KJ Hamler. I love Tim Patrick. I mean, he doesn't drop passes. He just doesn't drop anything. If it hits his hands, it's gonna stay there. Uh, I guess the difficulty in in this one is not knowing what's going to happen with Cortland Sutton when his contract's up. Are you willing to pony up the money to pay him like one of the top wide receivers in the league? And that's under the assumption that he plays the same way that he did, you know, before right. he got injured. Um, but Patrick, I would assume he's going to be the odd man out. I like if you want to get faster and look, that's where the NFL is going, right? Yep. Like as long as you got speed you're going to have a chance to put defenses in a bind. And that's what I like about KJ. Like, you watch the tape from him. You know, last year, even going back to his college days at Penn State, he takes off at a kickoff return. You're like, it's it's Darn. half a second, and he's, you know, crossed 40 yards. Um, I just like that aspect of it. And I don't know how many of those guys they truly have, of true speedsters that can put you on skates a little bit as a defense. You always have to be aware of where he's at. Patrick's a matchup nightmare because he's big and he's strong. He can jump. And again, if, it, if it's in his vicinity, he catches it. Uh, I don't like it, but if I had to choose, I'm going to say Patrick's got to go. Mm, yep, you're taking the upside. I mean, KJ, <coughs> one thing he has is the Tyreek Hill threat. No, yeah. he's not Tyreek Hill, but he has that speed, which like you said, how many guys truly have that speed? That's so hard to pass up on. The biggest thing with him is, does the hamstring allow him yeah. to have that speed? Four hamstring injuries in the last like 14 months. That's that's tough. Yeah, I don't know like what percentage it would be, but like I, I enjoy 99% of what KJ Hamler has to offer, but 1% of him is his hamstring. And, and that's I can't trust it. I just, there's just no way I can trust that. Yeah. What's a great sports car that is completely unreliable? Like, is always having ancient trouble. My 2017 Ford Fusion. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, I, I was thinking, Love like, that sports car. Are, are Ferraris reliable or do they tend to, like, bust a bust? I wish I knew. Thank you. Okay. That's, that's what KJ Hamler is. When makes sense. He's a Jag, Jaguar. Like, he, Fast. Absolute elite car. You know, it looks great. Elite car. I just mean, like, what? how do you say it? Oh. Jaguar. Mm. Oh, no. It's not. How do you say Jaguar. it? Jaguar. <laughs> oh, I do it too. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do people get Jaguar from J A G U A R? <laughs> it's a simple concept of not giving a damn about the human language. As long as you understand yeah. what I'm getting at, yeah. that's all okay. I really need. I just pretend it's, yeah. a, it's my second language. My oh. first language is Spanish. I'm kind of in between. I say Jaguar. That's fair. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Jaguar's okay. How does Trevor Lawrence say it? I think that's probably the right way to say it then. Right Jags. Yeah. Jags. Jags. Okay. <laughs> probably. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that, but you know, the, if the if the sports cars are always busting a piston or something like that, always in the shop, I mean, what what good is it? And that's that's why Hamler's got to prove that he can stay healthy. Now, the one thing on this that's interesting is Tim Patrick, you absolutely love his reliability. Catches everything. I mean, he's basic. He's basically a Honda Accord. Ford yeah. Fusion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, or or like a Toyota Corolla. I mean, sure. the thing lasts like tw- like twenty years. No more free years. ads. What? No more free ads for yeah. cars. Well, if you know, until they're giving us all one. Yeah, we don't have kidding. a car sponsorship yet. I'm just but, I know, but also, but the other thing is. With Tim Patrick, you've got a couple of guys that are kind of coming up who have similar skill sets. We yeah. don't know if they're going to be as reliable as pass catchers, but Tyree Cleveland and Seth Williams kind of had that same general skill set, although Seth had some drop issues this week. He's a rookie, but Tyree Cleveland is making plays all over the place right now. I think it's the separation to me of do you have a skill that's hard to find? And I, I'm not discounting anything you guys are saying about KJ and his hamstring because absolutely it's it's valid to have concerns about this. He's one year in. I'm going to give it more of a shot than one yeah. year to re, be really concerned yeah. about somebody's injury history and if he can stay on the field. And I know it dates back to college. Uh, I just feel like you can find a Tim Patrick. And this isn't discounting yes. his play. His ability is mm-hmm. great. But you can find one of those. It's much more difficult to find four two five speed yeah. on the field. Who yeah. do you think Aaron Rodgers would rather have? Patrick. Yeah, he would. <laughs> but Aaron Rodgers can also put any pass on the money, yeah. and he doesn't, he doesn't need, need a lot separation. of separation. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yep. it's a great point. I, yeah, the back shoulder fades to Cortland Sutton would be... <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Oh, You don't need any separation on a back shoulder and fade. Jerry Judy would be the 1,000-yard receiver that he is. I'm, say, I'm saying Noah, 1,500. Ooh, Noah yeah. Fant would have like 12 touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, doesn't that kill you when you think about this? Like, it's hard to talk to people who don't intimately know the Broncos when I say, no, dude, their skill position talent is really, really good. Like, oh, yeah, let me look up the stats. Don't. Please. (laughs) Don't use that as an argument because that's not going to apply to what I'm trying to tell you. Right. Yep. I mean, who's the quarterback? Mm -hmm. Broncos had bad quarterback play the past few years with this group, so you're not going to get the stats. You're right. They might. This is hot take. They're a Super Bowl team with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I said that from the beginning. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, Absolutely. convinced That's not of that. A hot take. Like, not even, and I'm saying they beat out Mahomes and the Chiefs. They they go to the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Period. See, and that's when people yeah. bring up price tags about what the trade would cost. Yeah. I'm Doesn't like, matter. are you asking me what the price tag is for being a non playoff team to a Super Bowl contender overnight? Mm-hmm. Whatever the hell you want that price tag to be. You know and what I'm saying? There's really not a price that would make me come off saying they should be a Super Bowl contender. Nope. Like, you can take Chubb. You can take whoever. I mean, who else would they want? I mean, if you're giving up Chubb, Sutton, and yeah, first-round picks, that, that's as much as it would be, and that's a ton to give up. But still, it's a wide receiver that you're throwing in there. I mean, look at the guys that Aaron Rodgers turns into legitimate receivers all the time. Like, you, you'd love to have Cortland Sutton, but he can make Tim Patrick's numbers look like Cortland Sutton's. And then it's and then it's easy because then you you get KJ Hamler and Tim Patrick and Jerry Judy on the field uh and you you gave up Sutton to get the quarterback that's going to make all these guys great. And then when you've got an elite talent like Devontae Adams, look how how productive he is. Yeah. 
Like Jerry Judy's an elite talent. Imagine, uh, imagine Judy with Rogers, and I think all you have to do is look at Devontae Adams' production. Do you guys have the same problems I do when it comes to great quarterbacks like that, where you can't get a read on who is actually good at a skill yep. position? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I thought about. I call it the Wes Welker question. Mm-hmm. What is that guy if he doesn't have Peyton and Tom Brady throwing him the ball mm-hmm. for the majority of his career? You know, he was in Miami to start. Miami was like, beat it. You Probably know what I mean? like Danny mm-hmm. Amendola. Right. Yeah. Right. It's not that they aren't good, but it's, are you that? Like, are you this guy? Is Julian Edelman, like when they're talking about Hall of Famer Julian Edelman, you're like, is he though without that dude? Yeah. He, even with that dude, he's not a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an insult to many dozens of great wide receivers, great players, that you have people suggesting that Julian Edelman is a Hall of Famer. I'm with you. Like, like, you look at Edelman's resume compared to Rod Smith's. And actually, if you go and look at them in the Super Bowl, Edelman has the MVP. Rod Smith had a better game in Super Bowl 33 than Julian Edelman did when he got the MVP. Yeah. Like, I, I trust me. <laughs> After yeah. all the years of seeing Calvin Johnson catch passes from Sean Hill... And, and guys like J.T. O'Sullivan. And I try and explain to people, if this guy had one of those dudes, he would have put up the, that Moss Patriots year of like, what was it, 20 touchdowns or yeah. whatever it was? Like, yeah. it's just a different kind of animal. J.T. O'Sullivan yeah. has a pretty solid YouTube channel. Does he? Yeah, wow. he breaks down quarterbacks. Yeah. It's good, good okay. film Some of the best quarterback breakdowns come from guys who... In the pros were failed quarterbacks, but it's kind of you know, we see that all the time, right? Orlovsky's one of them. Orlovsky's, Orlovsky's good. Yeah. All right. Um, by the way, real quick, were you a Lions fan or covering them when they went zero sixteen? No, no, that was back in two thousand and eight. Okay, that I was, was uh, yeah, I was still in high school at the time. All right. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> no, I just I, I I I covered one of their games because covering the Panthers at the time they played. I'm sorry in Detroit. about that. And so, like. <laughs> I, I wanted to find out what it was like on the other side of that Owen of of being Owen sixteen. What that was exactly like. what yeah, you not think good, it's like? I would have been. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. All right. Uh, you were saying like with a, an elite quarterback, you don't know what's good. But one thing that you never have to wonder if it's good is Breckenridge Brewery, mm. the best damn beers around. Uh, you know, if you are a construction worker or someone who does actual manual labor. Probably going to want a nice little ice-cold beer at the end of today. Or, you know, if your job is to sit and talk into a microphone, you'll probably still want a nice cold beer at the end of today. Or right now. Or right now you want a nice cold beer. Uh, and Breckenridge Brewery always delivers. It is officially strawberry sky season. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it right now. Uh, strawberry sky, a beer that even Mace can enjoy. It's fruity. I love it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I still need to try this RK special, by the way. I haven't done it yet. No, well, I guarantee you'll like it better than that. Shelby Harris did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no matter what kind of beer you like, Breckenridge Brewery has something for you. So make it a Breck Brew Friday. Head down to your local liquor store. You can use the Breck Brew locator to find out where they have them near you. They're nationwide. Uh, and then get you a Breck Brew tonight. Guys, you know how we talked about how after you mow the lawn, you need a beer? Yes. You think after you use the Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped, you need a beer? Is you it know, taxing enough? I, I think so. <laughs> yeah, well, I, but I'll tell you what. The Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped, it's not very taxing, but you can still treat yourself to a beer. Your wife is going to be treating you with a beer after you use it. So make sure to check them out. Use the code DNVR when you do over at Manscaped, and you'll get 20% off 
plus free shipping. And not only do they have the Lawnmower 4.0, which is the best razor below the belt you can get, they've also got the Ultra Smooth Package. It's a three-step kit. Comes with the Crop Exfoliator, the Crop Gel, and the Crop Shaver. And guys, those are all something you're going to need when you actually mow the lawn outside in the grass. Those will help you get through that process. So make sure to check them out over at Manscaped. Use that code DNVR for 20% off and free shipping. Discounts are good. And you know what? If you become a DNVR member, you'll get a discount right here at the DNVR bar. You're going to get a big beer for the price of a smaller beer, whether you want that Hot Peak IPA or you want the Strawberry Sky like me or you want to try the RK Special and see if you like it better than Shelby Harris did. If you're a member, you're going to get more for less. So become a member. There's, of course, a lot of other reasons to become a member as well. You can read our content. Zach and I had plenty of stuff from minicamp this week, and we're going to have plenty of stuff leading up to the season, a lot of things that you need to be looking for in terms of expectations, numbers to keep your eye on. Zach and I are going to have you covered over here in the next six weeks as we get ready for training camp. And if you're a member, you can read all of that. You get a free shirt, the DNVR Locker. You get discounts at the DNVR Locker. You become a DNVR member. The membership might pay for itself in terms of t-shirts and t-shirt discounts, but there's so much more you can be in. Our Discord chat about Broncos. The Broncos and other Denver sports without all the crap you deal with on social media. You get extra raffle tickets. If you come on down the DMVR bar and take part in in a raffle, we keep adding things to rewards for becoming a member. So there's no better time to become a DMVR member than right now. Check out our written content. Comment on the podcast. Get the big beer for the price of a small beer. The free t-shirt from the dnvr locker and so much more about becoming a dnvr member today you also get to join the red zone and ryan are we hopping into the red zone are we doing a little draft let's go draft let's go draft here and uh we are drafting our favorite cocktails the great cocktail draft now the point here brett is to draft the best team that the fans will vote for okay so you want to go with you know some fan favorites here uh, and uh, try and assemble a nice little team of cocktails. Okay. And Brett, since you're our guest, you get to pick where you where you draft, and it's a snake draft. So you want to be one, two, three, or four? I'm going to go three. Three. I, yeah, okay. I'm going to go three here. Okay. So, I like the double dip towards the back end. So. No, I can do this. I can do this. We'll make RK the first pick. So I think I was last last week, so. I think it'd be RK, me, then Zach, then uh, Brett, then Zach. Well, sure. Did I mess this up? Me. I can go wherever no. you guys would like me no. to go. No. Third Why don't is, we just, the guest chooses the spot. Perfect. All right. All right. I, I made this ahead of time so that, you know, but we'll make it work. All right. Well, if I get the number over, one overall pick, this one's easy for me. I'm yeah. taking the old fashioned. Yep. Yep. That is the easy That's number good. one overall pick. <laughs> Mace? Also, yeah. here at the DNVR bar, we have a smoked old fashioned. Which is awesome, especially because you do everyone in the bar a favor when you order it, because then you just get this nice, like, smoky campfire smell mm. throughout the whole bar. It's pretty nice. Mm, that does sound, and it doesn't stick on your clothes like a campfire. Exactly. I gotta get, we're, we're trying for, to make it to where the people want to vote for it, right? Yep. Gotta go margarita. Mm. Smart. Yeah. I thought yeah. that might slip because it just it doesn't come to your mind when you think cocktail, but it does. Right. Oh, it does fit the parameters of a cocktail. Yeah. So many ways you can have it too. I mean, you can just have all sorts of fr- fruits with it. You can kind of you know ch- change it up based on whether you want a, the gold tequila, some silver tequila. Yeah. I like a smooth silver in mine. 
Fancy. You can go a little sweeter. My wife likes to have hers with a little shot of Grand Marnier yeah. on it, mm. which uh, we learned from the Grove Park Inn in Asheville, North Carolina. They, they actually yeah. will do that just about anywhere. They that will. That's margarita. the thing. But like, it'll be on the menu as like the grand margarita or well, something. Or like what that. they'll tell you is we, we can't, we won't put it in the margarita, but we'll give you a shot of Grand Marnier and you pour it in. Oh. Yourself. Fancy. So. I, I go spicy margarita. Mm. It's the best thing. So I'm tr- okay. So this is first of all what the people are going to choose, yeah. not my personal favorites. Right. And then secondly, do you consider Jack and Coke a cocktail? Yes. Yes. Okay. Hundred oh. percent. People drink these all the time. Then I'm gonna go Jack and Coke. All right. It's mm. a good one. That is the. That's see. A, I'm not trying to. Be, I, I feel like that's the Patrick Sertan pick. That's safe. Yes, that's that is safe. <laughs> oh boy, then that that makes my next pick pretty obvious. You got to go vodka soda. Ooh, just okay. like a, one that every, everyone drinks it. Yeah, I mean guys, girls, young, old. Well, I mean I don't, but <laughs> <laughs> you don't drink it and you even agreed. So I like that. I'm feeling good. Now I'm gonna go with something that I think a lot of people like. I'm gonna go Moscow yeah, Mule. Damn good it! Pick. Yeah. Good pick. Yeah. Oh, it's a great pick. That's the thank you. That's the best value pick. See now I'm bl- see I see now we're. Past I should have prepared more for this. <laughs> Because I have ones in my head that I enjoy, and they're from recent memory, too. Like, I was just on vacation. You know, I'm just going to do it. I like it. A mojito. Oh, okay. great pick. Yeah, great pick. Yeah. It is, uh, whose pick is it? No, it, you're right. It's, yeah, it's, it's Brett's, Brett's pick. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, I'm going to yeah. take it. If it's my pick, I'm taking it from you. Because I, I, I'm telling you, I was, in, uh, I was in Mexico recently, and there's no... There's just something about it. I have a mojito. Everything, it's just smooth. It's easy to drink. Yep. Like, you... Somebody like, can I have a sip of that? Oh, I'm getting one of those next. And it's, I don't know how many people really drink those consistently, but Mm -hmm. if you have them. And it's, it's a, it's a delicious drink, Mm -hmm. but it's not like a pina colada where it's just like so sweet. You can have a couple of them. Mm -hmm. I will say I did have a coconut mojito in uh, Belize, which was Mm -hmm. kind of frozen in the same way that like a pina colada would be. And it was incredible. Oh man, that sounds so good. That sounds so, I don't know if I'm going beer or uh, Mm a cocktail after this. It's gonna be tough. Both. Tough right. choice. All right, I gotta go. Yeah, who's on? Who's up? It's me. Oh, I, okay, I, go, I went first. I'll go with daiquiri. Mm, okay. D a i q u i r i. No problem. Uh, you, I see. This is where you and me are different. I would have left him to drown with an anchor right there. Just like, no, 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 figure it out. Go ahead. Throw a C and a K in there. Let's see where we get to. Uh, I think I'm gonna confirm it here. I'm not a hundred percent sure. It looks right. Are that looks right to me. Are you hundred percent sure on your pick? No. Yeah. Um, I well, I have back-to-back picks here, so I guess oh, I, yeah. I'm kind of uh-huh. safe. I'm going whiskey sour. Uh-huh. Ooh. Sticking with my whiskey people here, uh, and then I'm gonna mix it up, and I'm gonna actually I'm gonna get um I don't think I need to get uh specific here, but I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm going. Espresso martini. Oh, those are delicious. Those so are good. good. You didn't just want to take martini in general. No, I want to, okay. you know, because like martini doesn't so does that sound take as good as espresso. Off the board? Martini. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I think, so. I think no, you I could think go so. like you. You have to. I don't think you can just take martini now. You could, because but you it, can have you a specific kind okay. of martini. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that. So next pick. That would be you uh, or me. And no, it'll be me. Oh, it's oh, because you just went back to it. You had yeah, I went back right, to right, it. Right, right, right. Wow. Um, I'm gonna go with one that I had. Are we going I, five I, here? I guess. Oh, deep. Deep, I had this one last week at brunch, and it's amazing. It, it, it's amazing when done right. Give me a Bloody Mary. 
Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, That's, this, all right, I think we can keep going. You and, you and me were thinking along yeah. the same lines, Mace. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, because the one thing you can say is, like, if you're having... There are two things that you could have if you're having a drink at brunch. You're either going to have... You're going you're gonna to have a mimosa. Uh-huh. Eh, or you go oh. for a Bloody Mary. See? Does and a that's cocktail where, have to have hard alcohol. alcohol in it? Yeah. Oh, does champagne not so. count? Yeah, I thought that's it's. it's no, you wine, might be right, right on this. Yeah. Well, what do we, are, is it counting? Because that's my pick. If it is, I would say it has let's, to have hard alcohol. Let's Google it. Let's Google it. Mm, okay. What is the definition of cocktail? Yes, I would think hard alcohol. I bet you you're gonna get snuck in here. It's oh. just gonna say like a libation. Mm, with alcohol? An alcoholic drink consisting of a spirit or several spirits mixed with other ingredients. Spirits. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Spirits or liquors. liquors. Yeah. 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 I <laughs> agree. <laughs> so, yeah. No, it's, uh, it's not in there. So, with this one, I'm going to go Manhattan. Oh, nice. oh son of a... <laughs> I could have gone to I was waiting yeah, for it. I, thought, I was wondering if you're going to go oh, Fashion and that was uh, my, Manhattan. I probably should have gone Manhattan instead of Whiskey That was my next choice, and but I knew... I don't like I had a Manhattan's. feeling Manhattans weren't going to last the I next round. I think though. they're popular, so I'd... Yeah. What, what's, what's the difference between an old-fashioned and Manhattan? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Manhattan has your... vermouth in it. Okay. Um, I think that's the biggest. So Both have is, bitters. Manhattan is bitters, uh, vermouth, whiskey, and cherries. Okay. And an mm -hmm. uh, old-fashioned is usually orange peel, mm -hmm. sugar cube, bitters, and whiskey. Well, okay. yeah. Simple syrup yeah. is kind of what yeah. makes it taste... So like ninety five percent of it's the same drink. It's a whiskey drink, right? With majority whiskey. Yeah, but it's one has vermouth and one has sugar water. <laughs> okay, okay, fair. I uh, I went on this job interview once, and we went to Ocean Prime downtown. Never uh, been there, but for, it looks fancy. Yeah, for drinks, yeah. and uh, you know we're all in suits, and the waitress comes over and asks what we want, and I've just been like so focused on the job interview that I didn't think what about kind a drink. What job interview is this? It, it was it was one downtown, it was fancy, and the first guy orders an old fashioned, just gets like six different changes to it, and I'm like, oh my God, like I was just thinking like a beer or something. The next mm. guy, the exact same thing, so I'm like, Sounds great. I'll get it. First old-fashioned I've ever had. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. I, I've been on the wrong job interviews over the years. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, all my job interviews involved like an iced tea or Diet Coke or something. <laughs> so, that's funny that you say that, though, because I've been telling the partners here that I don't feel like I can hire anyone without drinking with them. Uh, considering the office is in a bar. Right. That's like, very fair. Like, you have to. I feel like I need to sit down and have, like, Three to six drinks with anyone before I can tell if I want to spend every day with them. Had we had a drink at some point before I came here? I think so, I feel like yeah. somewhere on the road we did yeah. once. Yeah. Or twice. But we also, like, yeah, spent a lot of time together. I'm talking, like, yeah. someone who just, like, sends in an application. You can read it all you want. You don't really know someone until yeah. you've had, you know, a few drinks with well, them. And then during yeah. that time, you get to see them sober, and then you get to see them when they've had a few. <laughs> right. you, you, get, you get to see them, yeah. Well, I, here's I, the I, thing. I like, agree. over time, if you work with somebody, you'll kind of get in a groove and hopefully they'll loosen up, right? So the alcohol maybe gives you a little bit of a window into what they're like when they get comfortable, mm -hmm. perhaps. That is an odd question, though. You went yeah. for a job interview, and they're like, you want a drink? You're like, is this a test? Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> I'm gonna fail this test. I just want you to know, I'm gonna fail. But that that said, I think if you are doing the if you are conducting the interview, 
you have the drink first. Like you order first, so they so the interviewee go. knows it's okay. But that's for me. It's like you know, if you're dating someone, like just be yourself. Because if right. you're someone else, then you're gonna have to put on this charade forever. I'm the guy. If you ask if I want a drink, I always say yes. <laughs> if they don't like that, I don't want to work with them anyway. That's what I'll say at the yeah. end of the interview too. I'll say I was just being myself, sir. You have your shirt off. This is a job interview. <laughs> don't be all that much yourself. Yeah. Uh, I'm mad at you. I feel I, I feel like I need to fire my assistant GM for not trading up and taking Manhattan. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to go something nice and easy at Tequila Soda. Oh, very good. Nice. You know, see, crushing yeah. it right now. Wow. Well, you guys are yeah. really hitting. <laughs> Mojitos are delicious. Yeah. So they are. Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah, Mesa's got the one, like, no matter what place you're at, they're always going to have those as options for you. You know what That's I mean? True, like, yeah. some of these, like, old fashions and stuff like that, maybe people aren't adept enough to make them. I'm trying to go easy with it. We do an old-fashioned here, though, right? We have two different types of old-fashioned Oh, here. man, I got to get down here in the evening and have one. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, we also have an amazing, uh, it's a Palisade Peach Mule. Sounds whiskey amazing. mule whiskey mule yes mm. which is fire yeah I, so i like make lots of little changes to these like i don't get a bloody mary i get a bloody maria with tequila Ooh. i don't get a moscow mule i get a whiskey mule sometimes i get a mexican mule like tequila that's really good Ooh, too never yeah. had that one irish mules aren't bad you, you throw some yeah. jameson in there instead yeah. they're let's pretty go. damn good wow. and that's another thing by J- by zach going moscow mule he incorporated i think all those mules it's true he did. He stole Thank them all. Off even the though board. some may Moscow's say Moscow's not in Moscow's, Ireland, but well, well, okay, maybe, <laughs> maybe he just should have, maybe he just should have said mule then. But fair enough. Uh, but right. I'm going like to give all of them. I'm going to give all. Who's on the board here? I am, and okay. I'm going to go with the staple, a gin and tonic. Okay, nice. Ah. Zach and I had a hell of a night. <laughs> <laughs> Only gin and tonics. <laughs> Several. Um, all right, last, uh, last pick for Zach. Um, no, I believe it's Mace. Yeah, he's not done. Oh, no, enough. but I no, no, it's Brett, coming back to it's, me. It's Brett's up. Brett's up. Oh yeah, Brett's so, up. Yeah, so I guess he can someone, take gin and tonic. Yeah, I, Brett is back to back picks. No, no I'm I went third. first and last, and Mace is last. Right? See, I've messed this whole oh, thing up. No, I threw you guys. No, first. you were fourth. Yeah. No, yeah, I because was right. Last. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so no, no, it's your pick. It's your pick. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I mean... But then how do I have... Wait, no, no, no. Five before? We're, no, we're starting the fourth Sorry. round here, and the fourth round should end with RK, and then I'm next to last, and then and then Brett and Zach right, open Right, so the I went Manhattan, gin and tonic, so now it's It's Brett's Brett. turn. Yep. Okay. Yeah. These okay, are man, actually... This is all Mace's fault for not just wanting to go in order of the uh, pictures. <laughs> These are actually just the number of drinks we've had today yeah. before exactly, we started the yeah. draft. It's all my fault for making the graphic <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. I'm like out of things. Like you said, gin and tonic, and I said duh, but that was not in my head when you said that. So I'm just gonna go dirty martini. I mean, is that allowed? That's fine. Absolutely. I, I I mean, at this point, you can also just do like any combination of soda and a liquor. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay. No, I'm gonna stick with it. Dirty martini. All right. Rum and coke. See. Easy. Yep. See, rum and coke was easy. Yep. Man, see, that seems so much more. I've got back back to back picks is, here. Yeah. yeah. Rum right. and Coke is my airline drink. A kind of, you know, you, what you do is you pour a little rum into like a five hour energy and then you have it in the carry on. And a five hour. Oh, like 
Oh. The little small it's bottle. Empty five hour it's an empty five-hour energy, wow. and then it's in the empty bottle. It's like rum and five-hour energy. And and like uh, that's like a small version yeah. of, uh, oh, what were they called? Why can't I think of it? Right when we entered college. The oh, Four Loco. Yes, Four Loco. Yeah. That's like a handheld version. You know what's yeah. funny? The last flight I was on, they at that time, I don't know if it's changed by now, but they weren't allowing, you know, they weren't serving alcohol. Yeah. So I brought shooters onto the plane, and... They announced that like, you can't have your own either. And I was like, well, it's right in front of me in my backpack, and I'm probably going to do it. So they're going through giving the drinks out. And I said, uh, can I just have a tonic water? And she hands it to me, and they actually find me pouring it in afterwards. I'm like, I ordered a tonic water. What do you think I'm doing? <laughs> like, of course. Did they, what did they say? Well, at that point, it's already in the drink. It's like, what, you want to take it from me? And so well, they just left it. But well, and with The beauty of the rum and coke, like, if they're going to do that, then what you do is... You have like the little thing of five hour energy that you get through security. Yeah, that's it's smart. got your rum. And then you go to the stand to the, the concession stand or whatever. It's not not ball game. Whatever it is. You know the, <laughs> the, the, the little market where you just buy like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. and you buy yourself a Coke and then you just sit there and you kinda of pour it in and then you're on what can you do? You're on the flight. Right. And, wow. Yeah. Right. We are finding ways to just get alcohol wherever we are. All right, I'm going like whiskey it. ginger Ooh, here in the fourth. That's okay. a good one. Which is also Brett's nickname. That is very true. It should be. And I then, was just saying we started this. I'm like, I am so pale. <laughs> and then my last one, I'm going to go uh, Negroni. Ah, yeah. That's a good last for, one. For the highbrow All folks right, out yeah. there. I'm going to go for something that's gotten me in, into some serious trouble over the decades. <laughs> Long Island iced tea. Oh, oh wow. That's a really good board. Yeah. Solid board, base. Yeah. We were asking uh, on the um, bet show the other day. This is the type of tangents we get on. I said, does Long Island presume the existence of a short island? Mm. Oh. That's or is it question. named after somebody named Long, right? I mean, or is it just because. Could be. Is it, I thought well, it was. It's a, a Long Island east to west right? right that's what i thought right, right. yeah so where's short question. island and what's a short island iced right tea? right oh that's a good question Long maybe it's island. a shot <laughs> it's right, just, right. just a shot of it <laughs> um okay yeah. am i up is it yes yes okay are people gonna know what l-i-i-t is it's lit. It's lit. Lit. Yeah. And that's what Long Island Iced Tea is doing. That's actually a better way to put it. Yeah. You just found something yeah. new. Um, I'm going to go with Tom Collins. Yeah. Who doesn't like a little lemonade, right? What is Tom yeah. Collins? Just lemonade vodka? Uh, it's gin, I think. Oh. I actually have never had one, but I've just heard of it, and I'm running out of ideas. And I'm going to go with one for my girlfriend here. Okay. Her favorite drink of the moment, and it's probably going to ruin my board. Can I guess? Yes. Aperol Boom, bingo, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's going to bother her that I guessed that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there we go. I uh, I feel comfortable on my board. I feel confident. I should have thrown a Rocky a soda in there. Oh, uh, yes. yes. Yeah. So, uh, Joker just signed a deal with an energy drink from Serbia, so it's like a Serbian uh, Rakia with that as like a new Serbian vodka Red Bull. Yeah, Joker. Oh, we missed Whoa. Red Bull vodka. Oh wow! Yeah. How was yeah. that? That's actually crazy. Tom Collins, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I actually drank way too many Red Bull whiskeys in Lincoln. Red Bull um, whiskey? Yep, because I don't do vodka. There are a lot of bad ever. decisions made in Lincoln. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> the Buffs beat Nebraska. Mm -hmm. 
and I was really tired because we had partied the night before and then went to the game and we we're in the sun and I was like, I need a Red Bull something. So I ordered a Red Bull whiskey and I felt great after it. So I was like, oh, I should order another one after that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after the third one, I didn't feel good anymore. Started getting the shakes a little bit. Like, all right, how do I calm down from this now? That's when I realized it was a one, one and done type of drink. Yeah. Wasn't the Bronco Bear game the next day? Yes. Oh, and I drove yeah. from Lincoln. I remember that. To Denver. I left it. We left at like four in the morning. Still shaking. You were wow. kind of struggling toward the end of that. I was struggling start <laughs> to finish, <laughs> middle. Yeah, that was, that was a good one. Good game. Unfortunately, uh, bad roughing the passer ruined it for us. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do we have our guests for the red zone? We do. We do. All right. Please. We will. Let's go. We will get to them in a second. But first. First, I got to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Although the Avs and Nuggets aren't in it right now, you can still bet on the Rockies if you want. And guys, anytime they're Four at game home. Four-game winning streak. Yeah. Anytime they're at home, you should bet on them. Anytime they're on the road, you should probably bet against them. And you'll get money just by following that formula. You'll also get money if you bet on any basketball team of your choice to win a next game. You'll get $1 to $100 odds. If you bet $1 and win, you'll get $100 in free site credits over at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. And, guys, one thing I love about DraftKings is their daily odds boost. makes turning turns a, an easy bet into one that you're actually going get, to get some money out of. That's what I love. So that's what I do. I just check out those every single day uh, on, on anything hockey basketball baseball so make sure to check them out download the top rated DraftKings sportsbook app now and use promo code dnvr when you sign up to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars in free site credits over at DraftKings sportsbook must be 21 or older colorado only new customers only restrictions apply winnings paid out and cash bonus with uh, over at DraftKings sportsbook if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 all right. Also, uh, head over to Solace Meds. They are a new partner with you, with us here at DNVR, and they've got four convenient Colorado locations: one in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away from where we are right now on East Colfax. Um, they have all sorts of awesome deals in June, including 15% off all Gold Shelf concentrates, 20% off Wana tinctures, 25% off Kana one-to-one gummies. So much they've got down there. Uh, and if you go into their Wheat Ridge location, you can get a free Solace Bar or a King Cone when you mention the code DNVR20. And on top of all those great deals, they'll also take 20% off your entire order. So hit up Solace Meds and use the code DNVR20. Also check out the Colorado XOs who are over at Infinity Park in Glendale. The Colorado XOs finished up their recent season at 5-5, five and five, which is a great start for a brand-new team playing against professionals they've been playing for years. If you haven't heard of the Colorado XOs, they are Rugby Town USA's newest rugby team. The Colorado XOs are athletes who have competed at the highest level of their respective sports, and now they're taking their talents to rugby. But if you yourself are an elite athlete or are interested in trying out for the EXO program, you can get in on that. Contact the Director of Recruitment, Peter Pask. His email is p-p-a-s-q-u-e at glendale.co.us. That p, that's p-pask, p-p-a-s-q-u-e at glendale.co.us. There's more going on in Infinity Park as well. Rugby Town has a tournament August 20th through 22nd. It's a sevens tournament. Great family outing for fast-paced rugby, adult beverages, including the cocktails that we discussed, and it's very affordable. They've also got movie nights at Infinity Park at Glendale. Sign up at infinityparkglendale.com slash events to get updates on all movie events. They 
They will kick it off on July 12th with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Gates open that night at 6 p.m. It's a great and fun way to watch a movie on a big screen outside on the field, enjoying a nice summer Colorado night. So check that out. And, of course, for all things rugby, check out our guy Colton Strickler. Follow him on Twitter for updates and check out the rugby the DNVR Rugby Podcast and his Rugby 101 podcast that tell you all about the great game of rugby. All right. Um, we got some comments in there. Anything uh, that we missed? What is a vodka cranberry sadge? I think you just said sad. Oh, since we missed a vodka cranberry. Oh, vodka yeah. cranberry. The and official drink that too. if you're someone gets bottle service, you're just like, yeah, <laughs> all right. I guess I'll have this. <laughs> and Vinny J, Vinny J says mimosas, but we looked up the definition. Mimosas aren't counted in cocktails. Off the board. Yep. Henry, wow, put me in last. Sorry. Yeah, I can't you... believe my son would do that to me. Wow, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the red zone here. Brett is hanging out for the red zone, so the way it's going to work is if our guest needs a lifeline, then he can turn to Brett, who can help him with okay. the questions. Brett, the way this works is we start with questions from post Peyton Manning Ooh, right. about the Broncos. Then we go to questions from 2010 up to now. Or no, 2000 up to now. And then third round, everything's on the board. They start against Zach. Then they go against me. Finally, you get the final boss, Mace. Okay. All right. What's up, dude? Great hey, shirt. Love it. Oh, no. Okay. Hey, thanks. Yeah, I uh, didn't have a Hawaiian shirt, so I figured this is the next. Oh, oh no, so hey, we got this is on quite the delay here. This could... Uh, could cause problems for the answers. Well, so we'll do oh, what we've right. done in the past. I'll let him have the first shot at answering the question. Okay. But yeah, you've got a killer shirt on. Thanks for joining us. All right. You ready to go? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, happy to be here. All right, cool. Since 2016, it. there have been 91 seasons compiled, compiled by quarterbacks around the NFL in which they threw at least twice as many touchdowns as interceptions with at least 200 attempts. I'm going to need that again. What the? Okay. Since 2016, 91 times we have seen quarterbacks with at least 200 attempts have at least twice as many touchdowns as interceptions, so at least a 2-to-1 TD-to-INT ratio. How many of these 91 single seasons have been accomplished by Broncos quarterbacks? I feel like this does not fit the parameters of the time. It does. Wow. Okay. All right. So, so out of 91, that's what I'm looking for here? Yes. Closest to the hole here? <laughs> yes. Yeah, closest to the pen. I'll say, assuming I understand the question, I'll go 18. Seems like a good number. Well, it's 91 around the league over the last five years. So. Oh, in the last five years? Yes. Okay. I oh, missed that I see. So, yeah, much less than that then. Uh, <laughs> right. Three. Okay. Yeah, and I'll go one. Zach's zero. closest to the pin. It's zero. 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 Oh, yeah. Because Brett Rippon didn't do it. He didn't he get two to, to three. Right. Oh, and, but he didn't have 200 goodness. attempts. So basically, oh, we're going for enough of a right. sample size. So there have been, I believe, 170 quarterbacks over the last five years that have had at least 200 attempts in a season. So that's, you know, roughly about 33, 34 per year league wide. And only two teams have not had a quarterback in that span with a two-to-one touchdown-interception ratio. 
Broncos and Panthers. Brett's the two teams. The two yeah. teams in Super Bowl Fifty. <laughs> this is tough. Yeah. Just wow. Watching the gears turn. Into hey. <laughs> no, see, see, this is what happens though. Sometimes it's nothing. No, yeah. it's just me. Uh, like I say all the time, I'm a moron, and so mm-hmm. if I hear too many numbers, I start to go, <laughs> "All right, hang on, four. <laughs> uh, I'm good. Well, though. Like when he was explaining the question for a second time, yeah. when he said 200 times, I was like, wipe that out of my mind. I can't. To, I can't have like bi- seven numbers <laughs> to focus on. The big thing though is two to one touchdown interception right. ratio. Broncos have, and the Broncos are one of two teams that don't have that in the last five years. Wow. I heard 91 and two to one, and I was just yeah. like, we'll just. Play <laughs> <something>. <laughs> All right. How many attempts did Drew have at the end of his first season? Uh, he was like at one four, one forty-five or something right. like that. We can move on. Yeah. Number two. This Bronco pass catcher, so it could be a receiver, could be a tight end, who made it to a second contract, scored the final touchdown of the Gary Kubiak era. Who is it? Oh, gosh. I got it. Yeah, me too, I think. The operative word is pass catcher. Yeah, not tight. And second contract. So like I said, could Shoot, be like I, I mean, end. I feel like, yeah, it's got to be a tight end, but I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, it kind of gives it away with that, I think. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Like, <laughs> now I'm here, and, like, every player's name has exited my head. <laughs> <laughs> he, play, yeah, he played seven seasons for the Broncos. Oh, that's enough hints. That's a lot. That, that's all. I know. And then went to a division rival. <laughs> We're just giving, just giving everything. <laughs> if two guys, I'm trying to help yeah, him out. If two guys yeah. jump for the ball, the one that normally catches it is what? I'm confused now. Don't yeah, listen no, to that. that does help. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, should I give my guess? I was yeah, going to go, go Virgil Green. Correct. Oh, I was off. Oh, <laughs> Who sure. I thought it was Hireman. Oh, the Hireman. Oh, because they jumped higher, man. No. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I was trying to work Scheffler in there somehow. I was like, wait. So Virgil now, Green, what was the game? Uh, against the Raiders. Right. Devontae right. Booker had two touchdowns, and then Virgil Green had the last one. That was the game where – I don't know that play at all. No, I don't that, know. That was, the, well, that was the game where – Coops had retired Coops, before the he game. He didn't play Paxton Lynch. Like, oh, we just forgot. He said, I'd rather <laughs> retire than play Paxton yes. Lynch. Yeah. See, Incredible. That's, that's the trouble is, like, I, I've been a you know, fan of the team my whole life, but I only really started, like, paying attention, like, when I basically started listening to the show, like, three years ago. So okay. I was like, yeah, maybe I can get the questions tilted in that uh, to those years. But didn't didn't come up that way. Well, man, if you're still rolling with the team and you didn't, you weren't even with them in 2015. That's impressive. Well, so you've got one. We got one more, and it's from last year. So, all right, see what I can do. All right, last year the Broncos did something that they hadn't done in 28 years, but it's not good. They gave up 35 points in a regulation game, no overtime. In a game, but in this game they allowed under. 300 yards. They gave up more than 35 points, allowed fewer than 300 yards. First time they'd done that in a regulation game since 1992. Who was the opponent? My guess for this, I can't remember if the score works out for it, but my guess is the the second game against the Raiders. Ooh. He didn't need to specify. Okay. It wasn't Raiders. It wasn't Raiders. It wasn't oh, Raiders. Man, <laughs> I, I don't know. I would have gone Chiefs. 
Chiefs home game. Oh, remember oh, they had the touchdown on the yes. kickoff return. They had the pick six, yeah. Yeah. and the right, defense right. actually did a really good job that day, Ugh. containing the Chiefs. Yeah, that was one of those oh, games. Yeah. You look at the box score, yeah. and you're like, "How did we end up at right. this result?" Mm-hmm. Blowout. Yeah. 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 yeah Damn. <laughs> all right. Well, no one can take away that you looked great in that shirt. Yeah. I know that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Hey, I'll, I'll hold that. And I would like to say, RK, getting disrespected in the draft because I'm a big whiskey guy. So I was, okay. I was behind your picks. Let's go. At least I have that. No love for the Manhattan? That I was mean, for you. I Manhattan picked that for you. Manhattan is, is my least favorite whiskey drink. So you oh, got you got no points wow. for me there. Me but too. A, a Boulevardier, that's, that's like the better Manhattan in my opinion. Wait, what's it called? A Boulevardier. Wow. That's yeah, no, that is fancy. <laughs> too, it's literally my just grade. a with whiskey in it. <laughs> That is impressive. Love it. Well, John, thank you for joining us. This has been fun, and uh, thanks for all your support. Thanks, sir. Thank yeah, you. Happy to be here. Thanks, guys. See you, John. All right. See you. To finish this, we always just – I give Mace all the questions I can think mm. of. Um, so so if you know, Brett, jump in. Okay. So I will. Beat the Mace here. Mace, in what year did the Broncos post their worst winning percentage of the 16-game era? Now they played 16 games, right? So we wouldn't have a strike shortened year in this. No, then that's so good that year. Then that would be 2010. That is correct. Four and 12. Okay, forget 16 games. What two years are tied for the worst two years ever in terms of winning percentage for the Broncos? Like a combined two-year stretch? No, just there's two seasons two have the same winning years. percentage, okay. um, and it's the worst the Broncos have ever had. Okay. Um, These, I'm going to blank on the exact years. I want to say, like, one is 63. Okay. Oh, my God. And one no is way. 66. Oh, no. so close. 65. 65. Oh. 64. Back-to-back to 11 and 11 and 1, yeah. From this angle... I could see numbers and years flying out of your eyeballs. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> All right, last one oh, here, Mace. Oh, man. I'm disappointing myself. Right, what, you got this one. What Bronco one. has the quote-unquote record for fewest yards by the team receiving leader? So it's like the Peyton Hillis question for running back yes, for wide receivers. exactly. Peyton Hillis led the Broncos with like wow. 318 rushing yards yep. one year. Yep. Um. Who had the fewest yards by the team receiving leader? Hint, um, it was not in the Peyton Manning era. <laughs> yeah. How close was Patrick last year? What did he How have? How many yards oh. did he have? Well, Judy, well, Judy, Judy had 900 had plus. Or oh, Ju- okay. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so I think so. S- significantly less. Now, are we ruling out strike years so, like, it wouldn't be 82? Yeah, no strike years. So, I mean, I don't know. Well, there was, there was, a, it was a nine game season that year. So. They honestly might have beat this number. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, See, I'm seeing 86, kind of 94. See, I'm just seeing them fly out. I'm right gonna now. think like right. like something like from like their kind of their dead ball time. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Is it like Billy Van Heusen, 1970? <laughs> no, but I wait, love wait. that you just have that. <laughs> <laughs> wait, is it uh, Tebow year? It is the Tebow yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so DT. Nope. Uh, Eric, Eric Decker, Decker with yeah. 612 oh, receiving man. yards. Yeah. Wow. Six, that one, See, how did that one escape me? It's like you had games you won 
with like 27 passing yeah. yards that year. <laughs> yeah, of course, two completions. Year. Yeah. yeah. Can, can you believe that? Like, remember a couple of years ago we were saying the Broncos were the only team that didn't have three 500-yard receivers yeah. or something like that? And they had one. They only had, yeah, like – they had oh 612 gosh. yards <laughs> leading the team, and they made the playoffs. Yes, they did. Well, yeah. some of those things that blow me away, like last year there was one, I think it was after the Jets game. Um, so they beat the Jets, right, for the first win of the year. And I think mm-hmm. that was only the fifth time since Manning left that they scored over 30 points. Yep. Yeah. A- yeah. And I looked that same week, half the teams in the league scored at least 30 points yeah. that week. <laughs> You're like, how is that even possible? Yep. Not to end on a sad note, but that's really what's like driving Broncos fans the most crazy. Is This is the golden era of passing and scoring in the NFL. And the Broncos are like the worst they've been at it in 20 years. And they're losing and they're boring. Bad and boring you know, is the it, worst it, thing it can be. If it was the opposite and their offense was really good and their defense was so bad that they were still 5-11 and 11, but they were losing uh, 40-38, to 38, at least it would be entertaining. Fun. But yes. it's been the complete opposite. And like players put up numbers and that's exciting. Yep. You're like, oh, yep, Judy had 1,200 yards. Yep. Do you yeah. think there's a single Chargers fan who felt bad when that year got done last year, despite the fact their team wasn't all that good? No, like, it was fun great. for them. They no. felt the same way Packer fans felt Aaron Rodgers' his first year. Yes. Like, yeah, we went 6-10, and 7-9, but oh my God, we think we've We're found here. our quarterback yeah. for the next 12 years. Yep. Yeah, but the yeah. Chargers will find a way to mess this up. <laughs> well, the Chargers just had Philip Rivers for as their starter for what fourteen years, and then before that they had Drew Brees. I mean, so the Chargers are going That's on now on. seventeen years because once Brees emerged in 04 through Rivers, now Herbert. Seventeen years of having the guy, someone that you can build around at quarterback, and not even a Super Bowl appearance. They've to show made for. yeah, they've made one. Conference championship game, and that's it. Tough scene, but yeah, you can't. Is... But you can't say that they that it's because of the quarterback. I mean, they've they've had the thing that you need the most, right? And everything else is screwed up. Just falls that just falls apart around them every yeah. single year. That's why I think it's funny. I saw this the other day that Matt Nagy was talking about Andy Dalton's going to start if he's healthy, and I was like, just wait for some team doctor with a syringe to come in. Yeah. Get a little too close to a lung. <laughs> Intentional because they don't want Andy. Yes, Dalton to start? yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Chargers team doctor's like, I got this guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> That is one place that won't have that type of malpractice is Green Mountain Dental Group, (laughs) where you can go down and you can trust them with all of your dental needs. They're part of the DNVR family. They will treat you like family when you go down there. And when you sign up for a cleaning x-ray and exam, they'll hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush. So uh, head on down to Green Mountain Dental Group. Tell them DNVR sent you and join their family. But for now... That is going to wrap us up on another week of the DNVR Broncos podcast. Another week of Three Ring Circus. Brett, thank you so much for hanging guys, out. Guys, this, this is a blast. Time. Thank hey, you. I wanted to say before we get out of here, I love what you guys do. You guys are awesome. So, hey. oh, really appreciate we really appreciate yeah, that. Appreciate so that. Fun. Let's all go um, drink every cocktail on our list. <laughs> 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 all right, we'll see you guys later.
You bet. 